0: You're listening to Seaside Book Club Discussions, bringing you the authors and their work. Come sit with host Dawnasia Furlow to discover and discuss. Hello, hello. Welcome to Seaside Book Club Discussions. On this very special episode, we will have author A.A. A. Lewis who is the author of the 716 book, soon to be the trilogy. Author A.A. Lewis, are you on? Hello, everyone. Uh,
1: yes, my name is A.A. A. Lewis. Um, I'm originally from Buffalo, New York. I currently reside now in Michigan. Um, this trilogy is my very first uh, published piece of work, so I'm really excited that it's been getting the momentum that it has been. Um However, I come from a very creative background. I was a theater major uh, pretty much my whole entire life. Uh, when I was younger, I did some acting and regional and uh, local commercials, as well as some appearances on television, so I, I knew at a very early age that um, I would do something uh, creative, uh, and and it turned out that I enjoyed writing. Um so I'm very excited to finally be able to um share some of my works with everyone.
0: That is amazing. Uh one of the things that you know I'm sure is on everyone's mind is about the 716 series for those who are not familiar with the series exactly what it the book about or are the books about rather
1: well, the 716 actually is the area cult for Buffalo, New York, which is where I'm from. And, right. um, this series literally is my love letter to Buffalo. Um, it, it takes place in the nineties. And for many of us, the nineties was such a great, such a great decade. Um, you had the immersion of, Hip hop and rap and r and b and it was it was taking on a culture all its own, and right. within that the street life was taking on a culture all its own, which was influenced heavily by some of the music that we listened to and you know how sometimes people say like music is the the story of our lives, well. Yes in the seven one six, that's exactly what you're going to find. Um, it's a total throwback, uh, storyline. That's total re- totally relatable, um, and it's characters, but what's so unique about it is that every chapter of the book is literally named after a song from that decade or before. And it's designed to take you on a musical journey. Like I, I, when I, when I chose these songs for these books, um, I chose songs that hopefully had an impact on you, you know, whether you heard it and it recalled a memory or a feeling or an emotion um, or a situation, like it's going to take you on that musical journey, but also give you insight on into how the characters are feeling, some of the events that are unfolding in the, the books, but as well as just take you back to a time that I feel was a great decade. So I'm hoping like that's the journey that you're going to experience with this book. And so far, the feedback has been really positive and um, overwhelming at times that how much people are enjoying this read.
0: Wow, that is definitely interesting. Can you tell us a little bit about, you know, what it was like growing up in Buffalo in the 90s? Like, what was your experience? Oh, I had fun.
1: (laughs) You know what? Buffalo is just like any other urban city. Um, we had our music, uh, the the club scene. Um, it was it was just one of those times in the city where you could literally have fun. And and I know sometimes you know the generations now get a very bad rap because it's not a lot of places or outlets. For some of the younger uh, adults to have fun, but growing up in Buffalo, we knew how to party, um, we could have fun, and we made it home safely for the most part every night and that you know that's something that I really wanted to capture too, was that you know it's okay to have fun in life um, and enjoy yourself. Um, but along with that, there are those consequences, which is how we get to the first book in the series, Love and Consequences. Yes. But no, growing up in Buffalo um, wouldn't have changed anything—not one experience. It was just—it um, was just a very cool place to be, and and there's so much talent and um, appreciation for talent in Buffalo that it just made growing up there all like worthwhile.
0: That sounds really good. So you'll be taking some of that experience and we can just pretty much read how you infuse, you know, that experience into your writing.
1: Oh, definitely. Uh, I hit on some landmark locations that if you're familiar with the Buffalo, Niagara Falls uh, area, you'll definitely be able to relate to. But the other good thing about how I went about, um, telling these stories was that it literally could be any urban city in in any state. So, you know, it's called the 716, but there's people in Ohio who are reading the book saying, you know, I felt like I was there (laughs) or this reminds me of my city. And, you know, people in Chicago saying the same thing to me as well as, you know, St. Louis and, you know, even in the South. So, you know, I, I think I really captured the essence of the 90s. It just so happens to take place in Buffalo.
0: Yeah. And what I think is one of the interesting parts about your storyline as well is that you feature, you know, a whole group of women. So I think that with those different personalities, you know, different people can find bits of themselves in there. Was it fun writing these characters? Oh, I had a lot of fun writing these characters. I think when I started
1: my writing journey and I said I wanted to do this book, I knew, like, I was going to make these characters um, because I knew who they were. They were people I knew people I had seen um, people I could relate to. And the fact that it was for a group of women, you know, Mm -hmm. I feel like that sisterhood that happened back in the day was so strong. You know, you, you always had that core group of friends that no matter, you know, time or distance apart, when you came together, you know, it felt true. Like you knew they had your back, you had their back, you could laugh and you could cry with each other. Um, the girl code was real. And yes. I think these four women embody that. Like they truly were sisters um, and they were so diverse, so diverse. Yes. Um, like no two are alike in in, in in many aspects, shouldn't even really be friends. But right. they are. And that's what I love about them is that not only can you see you and your friends being this group of women, but you'll, there's a little piece of all of us in each of these characters that you'll be like, hey, you know, at this point in my life, maybe I was like Anika or, right. you know, maybe I was a Yaz or Monica yes. or, um, Ayana. Um, are yes. they're, they're, they're just that relatable. And, um, I, I really enjoyed, you know, creating these characters and giving them a voice,
0: I think it speaks so much to the melting pot that New York is when you bring up the fact that these ladies you know they're so very different, you know but also very relatable people in their own rights. So let me ask you uh what character do you most identify now at this point in your life or identify with <laughs> rather?
1: um so this this is This is a really, this is a really good question. Um, Not for obvious reasons. I'm going to say Monica. Um, And in the storyline for everybody who's read this, like Monica's the wild child. Um, But what I most appreciate about her um, is that she's honest. And a lot of times we all say, you know, I want to live, you know, my best life ever or, You know, I want to live my authentic or be my authentic self. When I look at Monica, that's exactly who she is. Um, She doesn't front and put on false pretenses for anyone. She says what she says and she means it. Um, She's your friend no matter what's going on in your world. Um, She's got your back. Um, She's just genuine. Now, the way she goes about doing some of the things that she do yeah, <laughs> totally different would not be me uh, yeah. not at this stage in my life uh and probably not ever, but right. uh she's she's just so true, and yeah. I think that a lot of us want to be that we want to have that courage to say, "You know, I don't care what people think about me or what right. they say about me when when the truth is we do, and I think with Monica. Um she puts it all out there and in it's such an in an honest way that um i i i think we admi- admire her because of that, like there's a truth and an innocence to her hardness, yeah. and I think that with me taking the courage to write this story um this whole journey has taught me that I don't have anything to be afraid of, you know, mm-hmm. I am who I am this is my voice, you know, I want to do this project, um, I want it to be creative, um, and I want it to step out, and in, on, in, in a, with the rawness that this 716 series has, I wanted it to be as raw as I remember the streets being, and I think I found um, some clarity, within myself that it's okay to be honest and open and to have some transparency around your creativeness. So in that respect, I think I'm a lot like Monica, but if you had asked me this at the beginning of this journey, I definitely would have said Anika because I always, yeah, I know completely different, but the more I tap into my creative um, soul, I really feel like that honesty and that rawness that Monica embodies that's the course that I'm on right now is um and, and and no apologies about it so and and I get that the book may not be for everyone right. however it's it's truly a great read and um for nothing else the honesty that it brings to the street and to this friendship that these four women have I think that speaks volumes to who I am right now
0: so this book had facilitated a lot of personal growth for you while you were doing this so do you think this is when you decided you know of course we talked about that you know there's the third book that's coming out and that's in January 2020 um do you think that these characters you know will have more to say after book three or are you satisfied with you know where you have closed that chapter
1: um it 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 was tough deciding to end this at three books and yes I am totally okay with letting these characters go now ending this part of the 7-1 series doesn't mean that like the saga won't continue I just right. don't think that they'll be the primary focus and right. if I decide to do an addition to the seven one six series um I just think that At at some point, because we're starting off with these ladies in the early 90s, so they're young women. Right. And then, you know, as you move in through the decade and into the 2000s, you know, and that's the question that I've been asking myself, have they moved on? Are they making better choices? Um, What does their life look like now? And hopefully through this journey, we'll be able to answer some of that. But I wanted to make way for a whole new generation if I do do the seven one six series and continue, because, as we know in the streets, you know the the players change, but the game doesn't right. And I just think, and, and so does the music. So right. I wanted to give way, you know, if I decide to go down that course, uh, give way to different voices, different characters, and just show like you know what actually has changed, if any. And let the music dictate how those characters, what those characters' journeys are. But I think that book three will be the end of the group of women uh, all together, so
0: to speak. Right. And it's so interesting that you had brought up, you know, their potential evolution and what they would look like, you know, in this day and age, how they would be interacting with the outside world, what kind of music you would even, you know, Put forth in that book you know should it ever come into fruition you know what books you know would be out there how they would look you know and for you i just had a question when it comes to younger readers what has been your experience with them interacting with this book that um you know a lot of people fashion is turning back to the 90s there's a lot of people who are like you know it's the greatest era those who have lived through it um how do you identify with them in this? Book?
1: So th- that another good question because I literally was scared of that. I said, you know, this is a one note. You know, I'm targeting a small audience by saying, you know, it's yes. set in the '90s and it's, you know, a flashback to old school music, and you know, the younger generation won't be able to relate to that. And it that has been nothing further than the truth because. The young readers are gravitating towards the storyline. A yeah. lot of them grew up listening to this music, um, so they had parents who were playing the music, or you know they've heard it, you know, somewhere down the line. And the really cool thing that has been happening is uh, a few, like a, about six months ago, someone reached out to me and said, "Hey, you know, I was really having trouble finding some of the songs." that yes. you had made mention to in um the book and for instance the one of the first chapters in there is by Samuel uh right. it's called do you like what you see right and i said you know what i'm going to put together uh a song list a, a playlist for right. anyone who would like to listen to the music and then read the chapter and that'll you know, give anyone an insight on exactly what I'm trying to get across with the music selection and the the characters and the storyline. And more than often, people, people really love that part of it. So I think it's bridging the gap from the younger generation to the older generation, but they love it. I have some of my feedback as I, I've gone, you know, across the country um, at some of the book expos, the younger readers love it. What's very interesting is that I've had groups of eighty-year-olds read wow. the book, and so and so I'm sitting here like, oh my goodness, like you could be my grandmother, and you know, here I have chosen some songs that may not be like the the you know something that I would think that you would want to listen to, right. but even their feedback. So you know, I'm I'm taking a generation who grew up on a, a completely different sound. Yes. Um, who can embrace my musical choices in the book, and are loving the characters and the style in which I've written the story? So I, you know, I think it worked both ways. I think music transcends, you know, age, uh, race, all of that, gender, all of that. I think a good song is a good song, and a good can. story is a good story. And I think right. that's what people are really loving about this. And the fact that it's opening the eyes to some individuals who would never have listened to some of these artists. Yes. Like, I love the fact that I'm giving them an opportunity to shine again because some of the music selections really meant a lot to me personally.
0: Yeah. And
1: um, now someone else is able to enjoy it
0: too. Right. And, you know, you brought up these awesome points where you're seeing that, you know, the audience that you had initially set out, you know, you're saying, you know young people can you know they can identify with these characters and now you're finding out that people in their 80s are also like you know what this book or these books rather the music selection this has touched me this is something that I can identify with. Uh, I would like to know what do you hope readers take away from you know reading these books?
1: That's a good question. Um, When I started out writing this book Um, I wasn't quite sure where this journey was going to go. But as it's evolved, I I want everyone to take away the notion of friendship. Because so many times, you know, and and it's so sad to me that, you know, we would use that word so loosely today. Like, if you're my friend, you're my friend, no matter what, like, it doesn't matter what you believe, because I'm going to respect that. It doesn't matter who you love because I'm going to respect that. I think we need to get back to just having a pure, honest respect and love, genuine love and caring um, for each other. That's to me what friendship means. It doesn't mean that I'm only going to be your friend when you're in front of me Um, or, you know, you don't have to worry, you know, about anything the minute you step away from me. Like I have your back. And I think this journey of friendship that these women go on, as well as the men in the book, you know, th- this, this journey that they go on speaks yeah. about just how true it is. Like, and once you find that core, you know, some of us have core four, five, or six friends, whatever that core number of friends you are have. Um, I think it's important that we don't lose sight of that. Yeah. And then not just, you know, just the old friends, but what do we do with the new people that we invite into our life? like right. do do they embody the same you know uh morals and uh goals that we have or are we open to including them so that we have a well-rounded circle and you know there's a there's to me a theme to the book but the the one thing i want them to gravitate to is the the friendship aspect like if i got your back i got your back and I think that's missing today. Like, I, I want us to get back to just purely caring and showing mutual respect for each other.
0: Well said. Definitely well said. I think that one of the things that um, can be missing in today's music is, you know, there's a, the theme is pretty much a lot of, you know, everyone else doesn't matter. It's pretty much all about you and getting your money at the end of the day. And I feel that you taking readers back to a time when, you know, pretty much trumps everything and music that has genuine soul and is just open about emotions. Where I feel like right now, in this day and age, it is almost uh, frowned upon to be too open emotionally Mm -hmm. or to let people in and to bring that back. And it also makes me think of that series, uh, I think it was on... I don't remember. I think it was on UPN, uh, girlfriends. It makes me mm-hmm. think of that. Very much so. And a lot of people are calling for that series to come back because, you know, it's a very different climate that we live in right now. And I think that it's definitely reflected in, you know, the attitudes of young people coming up. It's a very different time.
1: It is. And it is. And I, I just, you know, hopefully the 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 souls of the characters will give them um that kind of vibe that kind of feeling of friendship Um, I won't necessarily say some of the choices that these women and these men have made are you know worth following however However, again the consequences are there but to invoke that that genuineness you know what friendship is all about I, I definitely think I captured that
0: in the book. Yeah, you know, and it's all in growing up. There's a lot of chapters in our lives that we do not read out loud. A lot of things oh, that yeah. have uh, gotten us to where we are now that we felt was necessary. You know, looking back at it, it's a little cringeworthy, but you know, it's it's part of our makeup.
1: And and that's part of the growing pains. That's you know, that's how we grow and mature.
0: Most definitely. So. Let me ask you a question. Um, You have talked so much about how music has uh, shaped your life and what the importance of that is for you. Now, of course, writing, you know, is also something that's a very big part of your life as well. And I would believe that, of course, as people who, you know, are good writers also are, you know, avid readers. So let me ask you a question. What author would you choose to write your life story?
1: Oh, wow. There's, yeah. um, there's so many great authors out there. Um, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to go out on a ledge and um, say Elon Harris. Okay. Um, if he was alive and had the opportunity, I would definitely want him to write my story. Right. Um, I just loved his writing style. Yeah. Um, he made me believe the characters. Yeah. Like I, I literally was walking down a street thinking, you know, every time I saw, you know, someone with pretty eyes, I would go, yes. "Is his name Basil?" <laughs> <laughs> and I just felt like, I just felt like, um, yeah, like he could bring me to life in a way that everyone could relate to. Yeah. Um, and he would be able to to tell my story with such feeling and emotion. Um that people would want to really know who I was and, and where I came from and where I was going and where I would end up. Yeah. And that's how I felt with a lot of his characters. You know, when, when he passed away, I felt, yes. I felt a an absence because I wanted to continue to hear about the journey of his characters. Right. So, and that's what I would hope, you know, if he had the opportunity or if I had the opportunity to have had him write my story, like, people would be longing to know what happened to A.A. A. Lewis. Right, um, right. So I, I think he would have done me justice.
0: That is interesting. I do feel as if though, you know, Elon Harris, he has a way of constructing a story in which even the most mundane uh, things in life, you know, it just takes on a deeper meaning. Mm-hmm. For me, you know, even when Basil is thinking to himself, like you just brought him up, you know, and he adds dimension to a person in which it doesn't matter what part of their their pasts are very trivial. He has a way mm-hmm. of humanizing these individuals
1: yes so and, see, and yeah, and you see me I'm to this day I'm still looking for Bezo cause i I need to know I have questions, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and it's been a very long time since uh it's been years since Elon has passed and years since both characters you know, we're bought to life, but here I am, like, I, ju- you know, looking for Basil. So I just, I think you're right. He, he, he was a great author and the way that he told a story um, is truly missed today.
0: And if you're at the point where you actually miss the absence of some of these, you know, fictitious characters, you know, and where they have left off, it says a lot or speaks a lot to his caliber, you mm-hmm. know, of author. Agree. Yeah. So it's interesting that you incorporate songs from the nineties into this trilogy. In fact, the chapters are named off of, like you mentioned different songs from that musical era. Uh, now you have mentioned, or, you know, it's, it's out there that you've included music by artists such as R. Kelly, the group NWA. And I can imagine this has raised some eyebrows given, you know, what is happening in the media now with these individuals. What is your take on uh those that may be adverse to you using music by these artists?
1: Um you know, it I may not agree with the actions of certain individuals. Right. Um, but the music itself we cannot deny. Right.
0: Um right.
1: we can't deny it because it was a such a huge part of the nineties. So when I chose to use some of these songs by, you know, some of these artists um, who today, you know, seem to stay in in the media, news media, um, I I consciously said to myself, but where would you have been without this song? Right. Do you you not remember or recall how you felt when that song first played? And it's about the music. I was going to take you on a musical journey um, that embodied, you know, some emotion and events, um, something that connection for you and that music back then. Um, yeah. And like I said, while I may not agree with how certain individuals live their life or some of the things that they are being accused of doing um, or have done, what I am going to say is yeah. that they were an intricate part of the music during the 90s and who am I to deny that you know because I can't it was there it happened and I I felt I felt in my conscience it was okay to go ahead and use those songs as um, titles for chapters plus it made sense for the characters and for some of the events that were happening so um, yeah I'm perfectly okay with that and like I said some people may not agree with me But I think once you read the chapter, um, listen to the song again, and fully understand where the character's at in that moment in time, it'll totally make sense.
0: Well said. I definitely feel that right now, uh, seeing that, you know, social media is, you know, just kind of lifting the veil between artists and their personal lives, feelings, opinions, um as well as their art, you know, we have an opportunity to interact with them on a level that we have not been able to you know before, so you know during that time, we just knew this individual to make great music for the right. most part, you know some things may have showed up in the tabloids or but, you know, who are you to know right now? You can just go on any artist's personal social media page and figure out what they're thinking about their politics, what's going on in their home right now. And it's um it's a different time. Yes, it, yeah. it certainly is. Yeah. Well so that is definitely, you know, definitely satisfied with that response you know, about where you were and where they were at the time and what that means to this book or what the music means to this book. Now, where can readers, because you did mention a playlist, and it's really exciting to know that it's something that um, they can interact with even, you know, while reading the book, can just, you know, stop a chapter and say, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and feel this music first, or read the chapter and then listen to this song in its entirety for those who are not familiar with the music and say, you know what, okay, I guess what I get where she's coming from. So where can readers listen to the 716 playlists? Uh,
1: currently I have a Pandora station. Uh, so, and it is called the 716. Uh, there's one for the 716 Love and Consequences as well as the 716 Back to Business. Uh, I am putting together the playlist, um, or the 716 uh, Ladies First which is the last book in the trilogy yes. um, but you could also find it on my publishing company's webpage, which is uh, dspublishing.net uh, the links are uh, posted there for you to join as well as um, I have an Apple playlist as well so either one of those you'll be able to listen to the songs that are um, featured throughout all of the books
0: Good to know, definitely good to know. And that is something that I'll definitely be sharing on my own platforms as well, um, just so readers can know, you know, where that they can listen to uh, the 716 playlist. Now, where can readers purchase your books?
1: Um, Again, I am available on Amazon, uh, Barnes and Nobles, as well as through my personal uh, publishing company, which is dspublishing.net. Um, and currently running a special. So the books, uh, there's a bundle that you can receive the discount if you order directly through me.
0: Okay, definitely good to know. And um, your social media platforms, are you interacting with fans on, um, I know that you have a Facebook page for your work. Are there any other social media platforms in which you interact with readers?
1: Uh yeah, my IG page is A underscore A underscore Lewis seven one six. Um and Twitter is um at AA Lewis six. On all of my social media platforms, I answer questions, um, people inbox me, um, people get upset with me how certain characters <laughs> are turning out. Yes. Or or over the music. Uh, but I answer all texts, emails, messages, um, All of that, because I feel it's important for me to stay connected um, to individuals that are reading my book.
0: Yeah. Now, you said something that's pretty interesting about individuals who are, you know, upset with you over the choices that some characters have been making or what's happening with them. But in speaking with, you know, other individuals who are creators, who are authors, a lot of the time they bring up the fact that uh, characters seem to take on their own lives, and there are many times in which you have to separate yourself from what you would do um, as opposed to what that character that you have created uh, would do. Do you find that this is true for your own work?
1: Yes, it it is so true. Um, there were some difficult chapters to write in here, um, as well as some where I was just like, I don't even know where you came up with that from. because <laughs> like it's like you've never personally done anything like that um but it it was the character and it was the music the music led me the character you know led me you know to write it and one of my my biggest supporters and also biggest critics is my husband and so many times he's even said you know if this happens to this character, I'm not going to read any more of the book. <laughs> so, and, and I just look at him and he's looking for clues just like everyone else is. And, 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 you know, I have a straight poker face and I'm like, I'm not saying anything. When the book comes out, you read it. And if, if it's not what you like, I'm sorry. But again, this is a, this is an urban street novel. Yeah. And once you, you know, anyone who knows the street life, you know, there are some consequences to our, those, those living that lifestyle. So there, there are limited happily ever after. And right. that's the point that, you know, I had to tell my husband, you know, you, you know, like it, everybody can't walk away from this, you know, okay. So, and right. unscathed. So, you know, it may not turn out the way that they want, but I definitely think like, they'll 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 have some emotion about it and, it, and yes. it's okay and that's why we can talk about it so
0: right definitely so are there any upcoming book signings or other promotional events you'll be taking part in that's coming up
1: yes actually uh this is my last event for this year okay. um i have a couple projects that i got to get ready to do for next year um but November 2nd which is this coming Saturday um I will actually be back in the Buffalo Niagara Falls um area at the Presidential All Black Affair Great. which is going to be at the conference and event center in Niagara Falls um New York I'll be a vendor there the books will be on sale um it'll doors open at 8 p.m. so I am looking forward to seeing everyone um Come out, visit, bring your books if you want me to sign. Purchase the books if you haven't gotten them, or just stop by and say hello and and chat with me. I'm I'm sure it'll be a great event. I'm totally looking forward to it. And um, but yeah, it's the, the season is winding down. That's my last event, and then I'll be looking forward to 2020 with a couple new releases and hitting all of the book fairs and expos.
0: Nice. Uh, I lost you for a moment in the beginning when you had mentioned the actual name of the event and where it's actually uh, taken place. Can you repeat that?
1: Yes, Um. it's the Presidential All-Black Affair. It's going to be at the Conference and Event Center in Niagara Falls, New York. And the doors open um at 8 p.m. this Saturday, November 2nd.
0: That is definitely amazing. I hope that it's a great turnout and people get to truly interact you know, and take advantage of, you know, you being there, you know. Uh, Yeah. 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 And are you working on anything right now? Like, do you have any open projects? Can we see any new work from you in 2020 after the uh, final book of the 716 series? Yes.
1: Um, I actually have two standalones that will be coming out. Uh, The first one is entitled A Walk Along the Path. And um, again, it, it makes a connection with Buffalo, New York and Michigan in this book. And I, I think it's a, I would call it a contemporary urban um, thriller. Yes. Um, so I'm really excited about that because that's a little different genre for me. Um, and then I have a, another book that's coming out um, called You Can't Cure Crazy oh <laughs> um, yeah. and again another fun urban uh street tale and um working on one more trilogy i you know i can't stay away uh that one hopefully will be out the first two books hopefully will be out um the middle of next year and yeah. this one um is entitled uh the m and m Chronicles and the M M&M and M stands for the Married Men, so the Married okay. Men Chronicles um, is coming out. So um, that was something my husband definitely raised eyebrows. I at was in. going <laughs> to ask
0: about that, like what his role <laughs> was in that, but you know what? I, uh, yeah,
1: yeah, he he was like, you're, you're testing those boundaries, and I'm like, yes, I, I have a story and I have characters that have spoken, and I'm gonna give them a voice and right. just see where this one goes.
0: Yeah. You know, and that's something that I'd definitely love to delve into in another conversation because that is so very interesting, you know, as a female, um, bringing the male voice, you know, to the forefront and how you'd be able to fully flesh out characters um, who are, you know, a different gender than you are, who are having different feelings, to the same experiences that you may be having.
1: Well, you know, know, in book two, really quick on uh, back to business. I think something that I did really great, and and yeah. then the feedback is that I gave voice to the male uh, characters in that right. one, right. and I the men who have read the book were like, I can't believe you actually like you were spot on, like oh, wow. I felt like it was a male talking. And oh. I said, good, because I, I really struggled with that. But I thought yeah. it was important. There's always two sides of a relationship. And, you know, I needed to give voice to the men. So I'm looking forward to the Eminem Chronicles and seeing how well I can develop those characters and do them justice. Definitely.
0: Wow, that is, that is impressive, you know, to hear that coming from, you know, a female. And for, for men to actually say, you were spot on with the thought process you were spot on with you know what I would do in this situation
1: yeah I you know I (laughs) struggle but you know I when I heard the feedback and I was just like wow I I did it I did it right and that that to me meant a lot hearing from some of my male readers so uh, like I said looking forward to doing that again with the Eminem Chronicles.
0: yes definitely well thank you so very much for sitting down with me today for you know doing this interview for your readership and potential readers and the audience of Seaside Book Club discussions it means a lot to us and I hope to hear more from you see more of your work and you know hope that everyone out there goes ahead purchases the book
1: well thank you for having me on It's it's been a pleasure speaking with you and allowing me an opportunity to, to engage with your readers and listeners and um, looking forward to coming back and talking about other projects.
0: Most definitely. Thank you so very much. So this is Seaside Book Club Discussions. This is Danisha Furlow, your host, signing off. Keep reading, listeners.